You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I've seen some pretty good throws throughout the course of my career in this league, mainly from, you know, you get a guy like Peyton Manning. He's pretty good, and his ball wasn't always the tightest, but he did a great job, and it's, it's about just being accurate. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Is Lionel Messi going to enter Miami, the MLS club? Is that the equivalent in the NFL to Reggie White coming to the Packers? He's Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. No, What's it is not. What's the NFL equivalent then? Uh, I don't know that there is an NFL equivalent. That's like, uh, I got to think about this for a Because second. Reggie White coming, I mean, Green Bay was Siberia. No free agents ever came here. No, I get that. And, and you're saying, you're looking at it from an unlikely standpoint. but And an impact. I mean, Reggie White was the premier defender in all the NFL. And he chose Green I- Bay, thanks to God. <laughs> and you can go. You can decide if that's a capital G or a lowercase G. But he came to Green Bay because God told him to, and that changed the complexion of the franchise. And maybe as much as Brett Favre really changed the whole trajectory of the franchise. And I know Messi. I don't know enough of him as a player now. I think this is more impactful than David Beckham coming over to MLS. I feel like he was more a name than a player at the end. I don't know enough about Messi, but what is it? 844-770-3776. Uh, that's the talking text on. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. If you have a comp for me in sports that I can wrap my brain around, because I'm still, I'm not anti-soccer, but I'm of an age where if you liked soccer, it's because you were like trying to be different. At 43, and in Cedarburg where I grew up, they had good soccer teams. But if you were someone that's just like, Soccer is my sport. I'm going to watch it and get kits and all that kind of yep, stuff. Yep. You were just someone trying to be difficult or different because it just wasn't a thing that people people played it, but you weren't passionate. You weren't watching. You knew all the stars. Uh, you maybe know Ronaldo uh, or not Ronaldo. Um, who's the Pele? You know Pele or, or a few others. Ronaldinho. Yeah, those Ronaldinho. are like that's who I was trying to think of. But that was it. Now I know it's gotten much bigger in scope and it's not that same uh, impact to it. So I'm like. I feel I go like to this forward would be matches like, and I enjoy it. I don't have a kit yet. If I was going to buy a kit, I'd probably buy an AFC Richmond fit, fit, uh, kit. That's probably my favorite soccer team. We know it's fictional. Fictional, yeah. But they I, don't act fictional on social media, though, which I enjoy. I enjoy everything about AFC Richmond. I've and never the show watched Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso You're missing out. I know. I, I, I will Not get to it. Roy Kent is my all time one of my all time favorite on, characters I, in TV. I, I gotta, I gotta ask something. Um, because we got a text from Dave the Deerfield idiot who wants to get lunch, which is still my favorite name on this text line. Uh, Ryan, did you use a certain phrase in your Sports Center update? Phrase? Um, yeah, did you by chance say this is a quote? I'm quoting this quote: "His fluttering balls." End quote. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't say fluttering balls. I said fluttering ball, singular. It's not an FCC violation. I swear. Well, you're talking about football. <laughs> football, of course. Yeah, his fluttering footballs as he's throwing passes up at OTAs. Yes. Look, just because Daryl and Deerfield's head is in the gutter Dave, doesn't Dave and Dave and Deerfield's. Daryl Deerfield followed up with a text about uh, why aren't we into the Packers yet, which I assume is what he's asking about. Why are we talking about the fact that you're relying on a guy at QB who uh, is underwhelming for the past few seasons? We'll get into 
Daryl, uh, fluttery I, balls. I, I, learned our, there. I learned our buddy Daryl is actually a 49ers fan. Uh, um, so, you know, he enjoys you because you're a realist when it comes to the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what I've learned about you, Jim, is that I'm the most right on the Packers over the last 12 months. Uh, you certainly People have been. Like me. You certainly have been. But what I've learned about you and, and the relationship with the fans of the show and the station are Packer, like Packers fans don't like you. People like but me. But fans of other teams that listen to the station and the show. Love you because you bring a realist view that us with our green and gold goggles on can't come to. Well, right? I think like, they I like am, me. I think they may not like my takes because I look, I have, that, that's a better way to put I it. I have large majority of people in my life are Packer fans, so I have a lot of Packer fans who are friends. But I don't think who you're enjoy as, my company. But, but also, Jimmy, like when we're off the air, mm-hmm. uh, peek behind the curtain here. Yeah, when we're off the air, you and I are having a beer, we're talking football. Of course, like we yeah. never get. We never get as passionate as maybe we do on the air. Our our big time debates happen here. So you're not leaving like uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip because they're like real life hate each other. Um, if I could, I would, but no, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not quite looked at, uh, you know, on the same level as Shannon Sharp. Okay, yeah. So you if, don't have that if, NFL career. I don't know that I have the buyout in my contract either. That's fair. Uh, but eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We'll get to Jordan Love. In a minute, we have some fun with some quotes that they're not going to make Packer fans happy with me. But do we have a comp to in the NFL? Actually, to Wisconsin. I want a Wisconsin All right, sports better. comp to Lionel Messi, uh, a international soccer star, uh, skipping out uh, and, and going to Inter Miami. Rafael Gaglianoni choosing Wisconsin. All right, come on, give me a real one here. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I think Reggie White could be up there, but Russell wasn't a known thing. Russell was like a middling quarterback in the ACC. Yeah. How about with Charles Wood? I mean, this may be too close to Reggie White, but Charles Woodson coming to Green Bay? It's after? close, but again, Woodson was still a guy. I, I, I think we are underplaying what this is. But right? I, Messi doing, going to Miami is just a whole nother level than any local example we could give. It just is. We're doing a local radio show. I'm doing my best comp. Yeah, I just I, I don't think it adds up to how big this messy news is. And I'm not a big soccer guy. By but any to means. our fans, these are bigger than most of our fans care more about Reggie White coming to Wisconsin. I'm not disagreeing like, with so that. So for our fan base and the show that we're doing, the people we're trying to reach, this does <laughs> Jim, matter more. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I'm just saying it'd be unfair to call that apples to apples, right? Yes, the biggest... Uh, and most unexpected right. free agent signing. Right. Apples the to Packers oranges, please. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I give up. You got a big apple in Lionel Messi going to my Miami. Give me the orange equivalent uh, in the state of or cheese equivalent uh, to the <laughs> state of Wisconsin and their biggest get. I'm trying to wrap my brain about how big this is. It's huge. Because I think the biggest thing in Wisconsin was Reggie White. Yeah, I think here. you're right. Charles Woodson. I can't remember Same if he was level. released. Or if he was a free agent, but he was not he was not quite the same as Reggie well, White. Well, I guess he'd be a free agent either way if he was really It was not player. quite the same as Reggie White. No, but uh, he was certainly almost as good uh, in his short well, tenure. Yeah, I'm talking about the actual signed impact, not the, the what they did here. Sure. Uh, I, I, any other examples there? Anyone? anyone got I got nothing. I got, I got nothing either. I, got nothing. I, I can't think of, I mean... Where a player of that magnitude, especially coming to a sport that's like lower level, like soccer, is anyone coming to the Bucks like that, no, like late not, in their careers? Not choosing to. I mean, like the other one I would have thrown out is Giannis, but he didn't have a choice. He was drafted, right? If Giannis 
was coming to America and chose the Milwaukee Bucks, that would be the, maybe the best. But again, he he wasn't a known commodity like Messi is. So the 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 Woodson deal, I would not put on the level even close to what the Reggie White one was as far as signing it. Because here's the headline from ESPN from 2006: Four-time Pro Bowl cornerback Charles Woodson, one of the last premium free agents on the market, he signed in August. Uh, is a big-time potential gamble, given his recent injury history, has agreed to a deal with the Packers. That's funny that it says you know it's a gamble and how that worked out. He right, went, he was he was a Defensive Player of the Year, won a Super Bowl, um, you know, was incredible during his tenure in Green Bay. Uh, probably my favorite Packer of all time, honestly, Charles Woodson. Oakland made no attempt to re-sign Woodson as well, and then they did after his tenure in Green Bay. Right, but I mean, my point being with the White thing, I mean that was landscape changing. Woodson was a, we're taking a flyer on a guy. How and did, a smart flyer, how obviously. Did, was CC Sabathia always a brewer? Like, he was no. traded for, though. He was traded for midseason, yeah. I was going to say Zach Greinke, too, but I think he was also traded for, yeah? yeah? I got nothing. I mean, it could be Reggie White. Not a lot of people choose Wisconsin. <laughs> because, sure. again, Russell was not, he was similar to, I guess, the Woodson part of it. Russell was a, maybe a little top tier, but not an elite ACC quarterback. He was viewed as a really good big get, but I also no, I mean, think I mean, about the history of Wisconsin quarterbacks. Right. I mean, big get as opposed to what he was at NC State. It was not great. He wasn't horrible, though. It's not like he was bad. No, but it was not. Again, we're talking, you're trying to talk about how big Messi is. I'm trying to say that that was not, you're, there people was, were excited about it. Again, but, Reggie White would, I guess, be the only one even close. 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, completed 58% of his passes. Uh, at NC State. So, I mean, it was obviously the best Wisconsin's ever seen, but Tanner Mordecai has more <laughs> fanfare coming in than Russell Wilson did at the point because Tanner had True. done more uh, as far as actual passing statistics. Maybe it'll be Tanner Mordecai. I don't, I, I'm trying to think of the biggest recruit in Wisconsin football history that shows, like, if, like, an example would be here, would be more of like, I'm trying to think of who's some of the biggest Wisconsin basketball recruits if they had chosen Wisconsin. So some of the players that had left the state of Wisconsin, if they had chosen to like stay in the state and actually gone to Wisconsin, like a Diamond Stone would not Diamond have been Stone. the same. Vander Blue went to Marquette, and that would not have been surprising. Baldwin went to Milwaukee. Um, JP Tokido went North Carolina. There's players, but as Tokido's far as, a good pull. But again, they didn't. But the impact of that would have been pretty big. It was a pretty high-level recruit. I'm just trying recruit. to think of like the best ever high school player. Sam Decker went to Wisconsin. He was one of the But that greats. was not a surprise. That's no, the other no, no, part no, of right. it. Like Reggie was a bit of a surprise. And this messy thing is, I think, in my mind, a surprise. 844-770-3776. Let's get out to Robin Madison. Roberto! What up, guys? What's up, buddy? Oh, just laying down the furt, enjoying my day. Sounds wonderful. So... <laughs> oh, yeah, just awesome. Squirting furt is my life. There you go. So, Good days. I don't even know what year it was, but I thought it was awesome at the time. Jason Kendall signing with the Brewers. <laughs> that was that's a good one. Uh, I forgot about that. Jason Kendall from the Pirates and that was a kind of a sexy signing at that point. He was a an all-star catcher not that far removed. So that would have been a, a big time. All right, I'm just going to say it. I don't know who that is. What? I, I don't know who that is. Jason Kendall. How long ago was this? Uh, Jason Kendall, probably mid-90s. Well, Shine can look it up. I'm trying to host a show and uh, talk in the air, and I'm tired of looking stuff up. Uh, Lane and DeForest chimes in, which could be the good comp to this. Maybe this is the sports comp, but if you want to chime in and give us just a general normal sports comp to what this messy thing means to, for a soccer outsider like me, 
uh, tell me what this means. Uh, Lane and DeForest chimes in. Not local. The closest thing I can think of would be Brady unretiring and going to the XFL. Bingo. Like, that is that is more the realm I was going to go. I was going to say, like, Aaron Rodgers going to the CFL, the Canadian Football League. Like, that'd be the comp. Uh, Tim from Cambria chimes in. Hank Aaron was a big thing as a kid. Yes, a but I, was Hank, I forget, Hank, I thought the team moved. and that's a, So Hank just kind of came with the team. I, I don't, I remember reading some books on Hank Aaron. I don't remember his full free agency side of things there. Kyle O'Pon chimes in. Sam Oakey, Brian Butch, they both are McDonald's All-Americans. But I do believe that we kind of just thought that he was going to like be here. Let's get out to uh, Chad. Uh, where's Chad? Hey, Chad. Chad somewhere. Hey, Chad. Hey, how are you, Jim? Where are you hey. calling in from, Chad? How are you guys? We're good. I'm calling from calling from Pittsburgh. Okay. I've got kind of a dark horse. Uh, how about back in the 80s when the Packers signed uh, John Jefferson from uh, from San Diego? JJ. Okay. All right, that's a good one. That was a receiver, right? Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, he was a receiver. receiver yeah. He paired... He paired up with uh, James Lofton. We had like that was going to be our our Super Bowl, and it never really happened. But it was a huge signing. That that is a, a very uh, very good one. So that was like who was there? So it would have been Lynn Dickey was the quarterback, uh, John Jefferson, James Lofton, and uh, they had a good tight end then. But a blanking on his name. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. If you want to chime in, Paul Kaufman was the tight end with Paul the Kaufman. equivalent. It's like the, the only good can. year in the 80s. We're trying to, obviously, Strofe is very adamant that this is much far bigger than anything that's ever happened in Wisconsin sports. So we're comparing apples to cheese right now. <laughs> but give us the biggest uh, the biggest equivalent you could come up with of Lionel Messi signing with uh, Miami uh, in the MLS as what does that relate to in Wisconsin sports as far as the biggest surprise signing 844-770-3776. i got to be honest, Jim, that's a name I never thought I'd say on the radio. John Jefferson. What about Mo Williams? Because yeah. he was one of the bigger Bucks signings. For sure. For sure. And then you had, obviously, Brooke Lopez was a good one. PJ Tucker? Greg Monroe. That was not a sign. Well, that was. No, PJ Tucker was a signing. You sure? I thought they traded for PJ Tucker. They traded for a midseason, yeah. Where'd they yeah. trade him from? The Rockets. The Rockets. Rockets. He was, remember, he was down there in those Harden yeah. teams. He was the center for those yeah. Harden teams in yeah. the bubble. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm on a roll today. I'll tell you what. My, my memory really, really. Star of the show today, I, but I remember, I remember freaking Paul Kaufman from the 1984 Packers. What are we doing here? You're just an old soul. You just remember all these guys from before you were born, dude. I, I could never do that with the Brewers or the Bucks or the Badgers, but I could definitely do that with the Packers. I'll talk Packers all day. Gosh, you love the Packers. Sure do. Do anything for the Packers. I do uh, anything for the Packers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to talk about Jordan Love. I'm going to leave you with a quote, and you tell me what you think about it, and who this person is talking about. Right now, I don't care about interceptions. I truly don't. I love the fact that he's trying to learn the offense and make throws. I'd rather him do that than make a five-yard check down. Each interception of practice is a learning opportunity for a young quarterback, and he's able to push himself in this setting to try more difficult throws. We will give you who said that and who they were talking about on the other side. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Miss Polly sighed, come on over tonight. You told me don't know your feelings. Can we focus on mine? I think I'm a hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I hope that's enough. 
Right now, I don't care about interceptions. I truly don't. Matt Nagy told reporters over the weekend. Oh, no. That is a quote from... What year is this? That is from 2018. I love the fact that he's trying to learn the offense and make throws. I'd rather him do that than take the five-yard check down. Each interception in practice is a learning opportunity for the young quarterback. He's able to push himself in the setting to try more difficult throws. Meanwhile... You'd rather that happen in practice in a game, said head coach Matt LaFleur. It's really the process of playing quarterback. I'm less concerned about the end result right now, but I do believe if the process is correct, it's going to be more consistent. The time to push boundaries and try things is right now. God dang it, Alex Strofe. Uh, That's not great. And here... Before everyone gets their fingers out and starts texting in 844 770 Alex Strofe, Jim Rutledge with you. Uh, Woolish, I'm behind the glass. I thought, and it's still early, that Jordan Love for success would hit the ground running because Rodgers hasn't been around the last few OTAs. And, and he, you know, we talked about how Jordan Love got more opportunities to make plays in practice over the last few years. So those reps would have mattered. And then when I Googled this, I forgot. He had a pretty pretty terrible game against 49ers in the preseason. Uh, where I think he threw three picks, but maybe one of those weren't his fault, but he also threw another ball that could have easily been picked. So I think the three picks were pretty... I remember that game. I looked back at my notes from it that there was maybe one or two throws that... Wait, hold on. You looked back at your notes? Yeah, I had like a little notes thing in my phone. Yeah. About that game? Because I watched that one full. Because that was like the one Jordan Love was playing in it. That right. was like that matters for the preseason. I'm, I'm just shocked you wrote down notes. That's 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 surprising. Yeah, of course I have little notes. They're not detailed. It's just like a little bop bop, and it helps me remember what I'm I'm talking about here. Huh. But didn't know that about you. You think I keep it all in my head, or you think I make it up? That's what I do. Yeah, uh, I'm older. I, I rarely I'm write down notes. I like to make. Little... I guess football season, I do a little bit. I could probably find some. You're right. It was more about the that game specifically. It was a little bit funky with the interceptions. But Alex and you Packer fans, 844-770-3776, I think it's fair to describe Jordan Love's OTA so far as a roller coaster. Yep. So how do you feel about Jordan Love having a roller coaster of an OTA right now? Yeah, I think that's natural. I'm not going to hit the panic button, right? I I think, uh, as you know, Jimmy, I'm a big proponent of uh, I love OTA overreaction, but only when it's positive, Um, right? So like Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave and and Colby Wooden from Auburn, who was a mid-round pick this year for the Packers, were looking really sharp. I'm all for that overreaction. Those guys get the the players again. Uh, Luke Musgrave. Rookie tight end, yep, second round yep, pick. Yep. Uh, Colby Wooden, uh, rookie defensive tackle out of Auburn, mm-hmm. and uh, Romeo Dobbs, second year receiver. And it's funny, I've seen highlights of Musgraves, but I've and I could just be wrong. They've all been like him making great plays on the ball and like practice throw drills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love it. I love the overreaction. There's, there's no and the football. Obviously, the defensive side of it, you can't take anything except for they look impressive. Like Van Ness is a big, impressive human being, yep. and so same with Wooden. Yeah. Yes, uh, and look, this is across the board. This is not the Packers, but it's no, it's every it's team. It's all too. But that's the fun honestly, part about the being a fan. Quarterback is the only thing you can even kind of get any sort of glimpse at all. Now it's still not a hundred percent because the receiver could be running the wrong route. The, re- the uh, receiver could cut his route short. He could have run it poorly. There's a million different factors into it, but the quarterback is the one that you can kind of look the most into. Darren Deerfield does bring up a point. Why are we talking about a guy who threw 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions his last year as a starter uh, in college there? You're right. I mean, Jordan Love was drafted off of his, uh, I think that would have been his sophomore year at 
Utah State. His redshirt sophomore. Yeah, year. he was he was he was drafted on potential, like pretty much everybody is. Well, um, I mean, twenty touchdowns, seventeen interceptions is a big. Reach I'm not going to sit here and say, say that Jordan Love was the best quarterback in college football and deserved to win the Heisman Trophy. That's not what I'm going to say, but. Does that mean that he can't translate into a decent NFL okay, quarterback Alex, four years Darryl, later? I'm going to stick to you on this one. And to Daryl's point, usually guys at a lower level are, and again, he did it once, so I will give you this. As a sophomore, these numbers would make you very excited. 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, 65% complete, or 64% completion percentage, 3,600 yards. Ronnie, that's those numbers up. So like that, as a sophomore against lesser competition in the conference he in, mm-hmm. gets you excited. Yep. And when you look at Christian Watson put up massive numbers against Lesser, but it tra- he put up massive numbers. And it's usually when a guy is drafted from a lower conference, they're putting up massive numbers. So the Packers' projection is more of he can get back to what he did in 2018. It is 2023. Gary and in the other case you can sell yourself on is I believe Gary Anderson was involved with that program uh, when, when he sure was. When Jordan Love was there. And Gary sure Anderson, was. no quarterback whisperer. But Daryl's just got a point that usually the lower level guys. They usually are dominating. Look, make the point as much as you want. Uh, it, it, what year was that? 2019 we're talking about? It's four years ago. He's throwing like, what, 11 meaningful passes? No, I don't know, 30, 50 meaningful passes since Probably about 50, yeah. Uh, maybe 60. I'm, I mean, that's being generous if you want to count those Eagles, that garbage time play against Eagles. Yeah, meaningful. I mean, I would count it because they're meaningful. It's live game reps is the way I view the word I mean, meaningful Jordan for Jordan Love because how, like, how small of a sample size he right. has. But Jordan even said, I understand this is a, a shell. Yeah, and it was. Yes, yeah. I, I don't disagreeing with that. I'm just counting them as meaningful snaps because they're real regular season snaps for Jordan Love. I, I Look, I don't think you can tell who a guy is based off of one year of college, right? Or two years, or even three or four years out of college. That's why you draft based on potential for 95% of the people drafted in the National Football League. Uh, a guy like Bryce Young was obviously terrific at Alabama. That's why first he went number one overall. are usually not drafted on potential. Uh, high first-round draft picks, no. But at pick twenty six or whatever Jordan Love was traded up to get. I, I'm not yes, but that's potential. You're hoping that he hits. You you have no idea that a quarterback out of Utah State's gonna come in and be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You but just, you're, you but just your can't whole project logic that. is here like, hey, some people have suspect uh processes for drafted players and we for just sure. followed it. Now Rip and Rona now I think he texted this in because I do believe I provided proper context that the most of his coaching staff left, you know, at Utah State and Jordan Love. That still doesn't fix the fact that the guy should be dominating. Will Levis was dominant his the year before he came out, and he fell to the second round and has question marks about him and looks like hot trash right now in his OTAs. So it does matter, and they do take that Where into account. Where is Tennessee? believe so, yes. Yeah. And so Jordan Love isn't the first guy to struggle after their coach leaves. The question is, and the Levis fell off, and now he's not off to a hot start. Plenty of time to go for him. Was it the coaching staff that was doing it for Jordan Love, or was it Jordan Love? I don't know the answer to that, Rip, but I think we're providing fair context that it's more the interceptions because he's throwing some now in practice and he's making some bad decisions in practice. And his last year at Utah State, he unquestionably made a lot of bad decisions. He did. And that's not a coaching staff scheme thing. That is a quarterback making bad decisions. I don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. And again, if he turns out to be Mitch Trubisky, it's still a lesser error than the Bears made. You know, at least you got that going for you because the Bears traded up and tra- drafted Mitch second overall. <laughs> so... Getting Mitch Trubisky late in the first round feels a little better, right? He made it to the playoffs, won a division one year. Hey, the, the year Matt Nagy said that quote, the Bears won a division and all, sh- probably should have won a playoff game against Philadelphia. You know what the sadder part I'll is? I'll take that from Jordan Love in 2023. 
Yeah, their defense. So, yeah, you're going to need like a top 10 defense at least. Uh, I think the Packers are capable of that. They got what? Is it, isn't it like eight first-round draft picks on their defense? Joe Barry still coordinated that defense. That's, but that's true. Vic Fangio coordinated the Bears defense, who is probably a Let's Hall of Fame defensive it, right? coordinator. Jair, Rashawn, Darnell Savage. They didn't want him. Kenny Clark. Uh, who am I missing? Eric Stokes. Should probably just do who isn't a first-round pick. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. That's seven. I know, but how many of those guys do you... Lucas Van Ness, that's eight. Yeah. How many of those guys do you feel like are right now performing up to that first-round level? Uh, four, maybe. Jair, Rashawn, Kenny... That might be it. And Rashawn, we got to put an asterisk at it. I mean, he's going to miss quite a bit of the season. Eric Stokes has a Liz Frank injury, which is awful, so he probably won't see a lot of time this year. Which I will go back to. I wish we had the audio for it. Channing Crowder uh, had a, Liz, a former player with the Miami Dolphins, played for the Gators in college, had a Liz Frank injury with the Dolphins, and this was when we first heard about it. And he, uh, this was kind of a newer thing in the NFL, at least as far as people report. And maybe before it was just a foot injury. We just was not a term we had heard a lot. So we asked him about it. And he says, uh, he's like, I don't know a lot about it, but and I don't know who this Liz Frank is, but man, she must be one. And he used to swear word there because this injury is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. That's funny. All right. Uh, I need Jason Wilde to make me feel better. All right. We have Jason Wilde coming up next. But at Canopy Wealth, they take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com to get started with them today. That's Canopy-Wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I'm Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wilby. I'm not going to vote for Brown with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. Be good. Presented by Coors Light. Matt Hamilton down in South Carolina golfing at the BMW Classic or something like that. I don't know. He's golfing. Pro-Am. Pro-Am. He's down there. Alex Strofe is with me. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We are joined by Jason Wilde. You got a chance to see the Packers out there. And Jason, you actually, I think, put this in my brain. And so I Googled some quotes from 2018, and I wanted to share them with you and see if they sound familiar. Right now, I don't care about interceptions. I truly don't. I love the fact he's trying to make different throws and make some plays. And Try that now than in a game, and I don't need you to take the five-yard check down. Each interception of practice is a learning opportunity for a young quarterback. That was Matt Nagy talking about Mitch Trubisky. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say, is that yeah. Matt Nagy? Yes. And obviously that sounds familiar. You were uh, at practice and with LaFleur. I, it, mean, it could mean nothing. But Jordan Love has been in this offense for a while, and has had an opportunity to run OTAs and practices for a while. So I don't think it's not nothing. But what do you take with all of this very, I would kind of, kind of call it an up and down OTAs from Jordan Love. He's definitely had highs, too. Uh, yeah, but not a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, if, and look, I think it's really, and I keep saying this, and I know it's redundant, but it's true. Like, I think, you know, it's really important to me to be careful about making any sweeping judgments or statements. Uh, not because I like to be boring, uh, like apparently some people think on Twitter, but because, quite frankly, uh, it, look, if we were at all nine practices, which I am more than willing to attend, I am. I, I would, 
if they said, Jason, we heard you were bitching about this on the radio, uh, we would like you to come to all the practices. I would say, great, sign me up. I'll be there. Because I, what I don't want is, and, and I'll give you an example that has nothing to do with Jordan Love. Yesterday, uh, they've got a seventh-round pick, a corner out of Kentucky. His name is Carrington Valentine. Great name. Yeah, that's uh, a name. Who is one of the all-time greatest two-last-name names I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and he had two breakup, two pass breakups on passes from Love to Romeo Dobbs. Like, they were really good plays. Uh, and if he had done that on Monday or he does that tomorrow – um, instead of the day that I happen to be there, uh, you guys have never heard me speak his name, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's no reason to bring him up. And so I, I just I hate the fact that I get these three random days, and then because I am part of the machine that creates the uh, narratives about these players, that I, I could be doing them a disservice. And on the flip side, that's true too, right? Like, you know, Carrington Valentine could have had the practice of his life yesterday and been absolutely awful at the other practices that we weren't at, right? I mean, I was at the other two practices. He didn't do anything of note at those practices that I attended. So is Carrington Valentine suddenly going to be, you know, competing for a, for one of the backup corner jobs right away on defense or like who knows. So I I do want to be careful about any, you know, statements I make about love. At the same time, you know, the, the and Jesse had actually brought this up to me as we were getting ready for our show today that you were hearing a lot of the same things about your guy Mitch Trubisky as a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. And that some of the similar things were being said and and I have as you well know, Jim, I have used him, uh, Mitch Trubisky, as an example repeatedly when talking about love, saying, look, there were times when, you know, our ESPN Chicago teammates and obviously Waddle and Sylvia are really good buddies of mine, you know, they were hopeful. They were encouraged. There were some games where Mitch Trubisky played really well, right? Absolutely. Um, Six touchdowns, no interceptions against Tampa. Right, and so the, the 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 challenge is: Are you able to be that guy more often than not? Are you able to be a consistently good to very good to great quarterback? And obviously, Mitch isn't right. hasn't been. So you know, I don't know what Jordan Love's going to look like. I don't know what they need Jordan Love to be in order to be a. Uh, playoff football team but when I have been at these three practices there has been uh, a few throws that he made where I was like hey that was a really good throw Uh, there's been I think probably two throws where I said wow that was a really really good throw Uh, there have been multiple throws where there has been uh, quacking sound effects being made by colleagues of mine Uh (laughs) Uh, and then there's been some throws where they're just sort of, you know, hey, if you're an NFL quarterback, that's a throw you're supposed to make 95 out of nine, out of 100 times. And so I, I don't, I haven't seen, if I'm describing what I've seen, it is not as many wow, whoa, woo, type throws as I would like. 
Uh, there have been some, but again, is that a function of the days that I happen to be there? Is that a function of uh, he's not very good and I just don't have enough data to prove that? Is it that that's not what he's being asked to do right now? He's running the offense with a bunch of guys who don't know what the hell they're doing um, because they got a bunch of rookies that are getting work? Or is it a combination of all those things? Probably the latter, and then we'll have to wait and see once they get further into training camp whether or not we get to see more of those plays. I just I haven't seen him really let loose, and I don't know if that's because he's not sure of what he's doing or if he's not sure of what other guys around him are doing mm. or what that is, but there have not been a lot of uh, letter-rip type moments, and I don't think that's anything to worry about today. But if we get to the end of August and I'm saying the same thing, then maybe my tone and my thought process will change. Yeah, that, that would be bad, and let's hope that's not the case. Jason Wilty with us here on Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm Alex Strofe in for Matt Hamilton. And, Jason, I just want to feel good. I'm sick of the negatives, right? Give me, give me somebody on offense that's been, that's been uh, lighting it up offensively that, that I should feel good about because I am a big proponent. I think OTAs are good for positive overreaction, and I want to positively overreact. So who's been sticking out offensively? You know, I would have I would have liked to have said uh, the the second round um, t- tight end uh, Luke Musgrave. Yeah, the future offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't see him do jack yesterday. <sighs> so I guess I can't say that. But again, right? He could have had an awesome Monday, and I wasn't there, and he could have an awesome day tomorrow. Why do they do that, either. Jason? Why are you only able to go to so many? I don't know, because I don't think they see the upside that I do, and obviously I'm biased, right? Because I, I want to have as much information as I can. Right. I want to watch as much as I can, and they want to limit as much access as they can. But uh, I don't, at this time of year, especially given the team that they are, you know, and, and look, maybe on the flip side of this, because not everybody does their job like me, you know, like maybe there are guys that they, if they had more access, they would point out more negatives. I don't know. I just want to be accurate in my depiction of how guys do. But, look, he had a really good practice the last time we were at practice, uh, Luke did. Um, then yesterday he was kind of a non-factor. Um, you know, the one guy that I think has been consistently looking good, and maybe it's because uh, he's not a p- playing with a quarterback anymore that he said barely talked to him, <laughs> is Dobbs. Like, I, I think Dobbs has been their best offensive player. Now, I, you know, I can't say – I can't say that um, with the certainty of, you know, eliminating Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, but this is, you know, these are shorts, helmets, and T-shirts, so it's not exactly um, A.J. Dillon's ideal scenario to show how good he might be practicing. So, but in terms of pass catchers, uh, it's it's Dobbs, and then it's everybody else from in terms of people who have really caught my attention. And, you know, back to love for a second here is it just feels like so many teams with young quarterbacks at least maybe try to put a, a veteran in the room to be a confidant for him and tell him, like, hey, it's going to be all right. Or they don't have any veterans. Watch they have, like, what, but, four guys over the age of 30? They're, they don't want veterans. But I, my question is, Jason, I don't know if anyone's asked this, like, what is the strategy behind of – backing up Jordan Love with a guy with two players who have zero to give as far as NFL experience to him. Does LaFleur just not want his message muddled? He just wants only his message to go to Jordan Love's ear and doesn't want a veteran in there to help uh, Jordan Love's development? Because I think it could only help outside of maybe creating quarterback controversy. 
Well, that's that's the needle that you'd have to thread, right? Is mm-hmm. that what you don't want? You want a veteran guy who's going to be, in my opinion, because let me let me back up. Uh, I agree with you. I, I am a firm believer that having someone like Matt Hasselbeck at the end of his career, you know, Matt's obviously a buddy of ours, and uh, I just think the world of him. Uh, I covered him as a rookie. I was the one who uh, broke the news to him. <laughs> he was being traded to <laughs> Seattle. Um, and so I've, I just love the guy. But late in his career, after a Super Bowl, after uh, three Pro Bowls, he was the, the old guy that you would bring in to be the backup who, if your young starter missed a game or two, you knew that he knew what the hell he was doing, and he could probably win the game if he had to start it. Um, that's the guy I want, in my opinion. And I, I was pushing for this, and then he took a TV job. And then the kind of reality came through, and then I really understood why it didn't happen. And that guy's Matt Ryan. So I, I thought Matt Ryan, who has been coached by Matt LaFleur, who has run this offense, yep. who is largely washed up. So he's, I mean, you saw him how he played last year for the Colts, right? No one, no one, it would take. Jordan Love would really, really, really have to be bad for people to be clamoring for, well, let's give the old guy a shot who sucked in in, uh, in Indianapolis last year, right? Yeah. I just thought he was the perfect guy. Um, unfortunately, I didn't think through the part that the Colts owe him, like, I don't know, $15 million or some big number, and that if he played for another team, that would be offset with his salary that he would get from his new team. So he would basically, he's guaranteed that money from the Colts. And anything that he, if he would play for another team, it would be subtracted from the amount the Colts owe him. So he'd basically be playing for free, right? Yeah. So so he chose that CBS job, and he was very adamant. Look, this is not a retirement statement. So this is a fiscal statement of, all right, I'm going to go work in TV for a year, and then, hey, if I still want to play next year after taking a year off and resting my body... Uh, I'm going to be open for business again. But he's the guy, in my opinion, that fits that mold. Not a threat to your young guy, incredible assets who has played in your offense. So I don't know what it would have taken to get him to play for free. Obviously, that is not happening. But that was the scenario that I thought would have been the smartest. Uh, Just not the smartest for him since he obviously would not have been making any money out of the deal. See, I, I think Schroff's with me on this name, too, is another overpaid bad Colts quarterback, but he's been a backup and a starter and a high draft pick third rounder. It was Nick Foles. You, you know, I was with you, and I was with Jason for a long time on Matt Ryan. We've, we've agreed on that kind of our, on our off-the-air chats for, for a month, but now I'm kind of to the point here on June 7th as it sits, like... They want Love to be the leader. They want him to be the veteran. I know he has no real, you know, tangible playing experience in the regular season, but with this youth movement, they want him to be the leader, the veteran. And to your point, I think you used the nice term message muddled from Matt LaFleur. But you think like Chicago didn't want that when they signed Nick Foles or Mike Lake? No, all I, these teams, I, I, every I, I team does that. this. I understand. But that. then they add a veteran. I like, understand. This that. seems like a bad plan. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but yeah. that's what I think their plan is. I do. <laughs> uh, here's why I disagree. Because I think Nick Foles is a guy that if Jordan Love struggles, I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl. They're going to call for him. Every fan's going to call for him. Right, and I think what they're trying, and again, was was he there for Trubisky or was he there for... 
He was there. They had Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, uh, and he came in uh, there with a little bit of Trubisky. That's that's quite a crew. Wasn't Trubisky 4-0 and then they benched him? Well, here's why you don't want Nick Foles. He's the one that basically was caught mouthing on the sidelines about Matt Nagy. This offense doesn't work. Like, he was smart enough to know that what was going on (laughs) is not a functional offense. So uh, I, I think he might be too smart. If things go bad, he might be the one to tell you, like, this is not going to work. Sorry, Jason. Finish so, your thought. But but he's the but he's the he's the guy that if I was a Packers fan and Jordan Love is really struggling, he's a guy where I can make the case they need to put in Nick Foles. And I don't think they want to. I, I don't that's think fair. they want a guy that they would that you would feel that way about. And that's why I choose Matt Ryan because again, no one is saying after what they saw from him last year, we'll bench him and play Matt Ryan. Whereas I do think you can make an argument. For Nick Foles. Now, here, this all comes down to uh, we're we're, for, we're kind of forgetting the big picture here, which is none of us really know what it's like to have inferior quarterback play. I know it was inferior from Rodgers last year compared to what we demand and expect from him. It was still pretty but good. <laughs> it was still pretty good, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so I haven't even thought about what is it, what what exactly does it have to look like uh, for a quarterback to get benched in Green Bay. Like that I'll be honest, that thought has not crossed my mind. Haven't had to think about it in a long time. So, um but it could we could see it this year, that's for sure. I, I watched the show Succession, there's a line in there like you're not serious people. And I just get this vibe from the Packers that to your point, like it's this whole roster is sink or swim. I don't think yeah. they're serious about not that they don't want to win, but they're not serious about trying to win. They're letting a veteran kicker go, which would matter in close games to win more games. They're not bringing in a veteran to help their youngster or bridge the gap for a few games if Jordan Love gets hurt. Uh, they have no depth at wide receiver. If Dobbs or Watson, Watson has a body type and a history of injuries, that they don't have guys to step up. So it just feels like they're not tanking, but they're also not serious about winning. They're, I guess. They're not is all that fair in. to say? They're not all in. Yeah. Jason? Well, I, I, think that is, I think that is fair to say because you know, look, I keep going back to this, and I can't emphasize it enough, and this is not something personal against Goody, but the guy literally said when they traded Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, this is a good day for the Packers. <laughs> like, that that's not what they said when, that's not what Ted said when they traded Brett Favre. Right. It was a difficult day for the Packers. Uh, he also, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to use the word giddy, because that's probably slightly too strong, but he was excited. Goody was excited about the idea of counting all forty point three million of dead cap money against this year's cap for Rodgers. I mean, Jeez. no one is excited to have that much dead cap money on their roster, unless, of course, they're. I mean, they're celebrating the departure of an all-time great, and they're celebrating the the basically the excitement of well, after this year, his cap number won't affect us at all. So at least we're not only rid of him, but we're rid of the cap casualties that come with him. And to me, you know, to go back to your point about serious people, like, to me, that says it all. It says, hey, it was more important for us to get our house in order this year and clear this cap space and move on from the guy that rubbed a lot of us the wrong way and is a narcissist or however... There, however, Goody defines Rodgers and however how he sees him, uh, that that's more important than having a chance to win. I mean, you know, I think Jordy Nelson and uh, Mason Crosby are similar in that 
both of them just wanted to play one more year for the Packers. I think Mason would have liked to have been back for one more year, regardless of Rodgers' situation, uh, to at least have one more chance to play one more season here. Uh, they obviously have moved on from him, although Rich Basaccia is holding out this strange possibility that, well, you know, he hasn't signed with anybody else yet. Um, and Jordy was the same way. He just wanted to finish his career in Green Bay. And Goody is not a sentimental guy. But in the case of Mason Crosby, that ain't about sentiment. Yeah. Like, if, if it, this is a team that in 2008, with Rodgers as a first year starter, went 6 and 10, but lost seven of eight games that were decided by one score or less. And Rodgers got them the lead in four of the seven losses in the fourth quarter, and the defense gave it back. Like, if you want to be Seattle, who traded away its Hall of Fame caliber quarterback and still found a way to go 9 and 8 and make the playoffs. Guess what? It would probably be nice to have a guy that you can count on that has done it before in this league to make field goals in clutch situations. And they've chosen not to have that. They've chosen to give the job to a guy who, quite frankly, was not very good in college, statistically. No. So, to your point, uh, I think that says it all. Uh, yeah, Jason, thank you uh, so much for uh, hopping on with us. He did make me feel all a right, lot guys. better. <laughs> it's not his job. Yeah, it's the time for positivity. And that's what I'm here for. Glad I can deliver for you there, Stroke. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. See you, Jason. All right. That's Jason Wilde. You miss any of that? You listen back. Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, and those great places. That is brought to you by our friends at Revive Restoration. Revivepros.com is the website. And uh, you can, if you need them for smoke uh, or water damage or mold remediation, they are the folks. If your business or home is in trouble, go to revivepros.com. Right now, we're going to give away a $50 gift card, and we're going to get some little teaser for you going forward in a in the month of july you're gonna get a 25 dollars one for just being the caller and a 50 dollars one for winning that starts in july oh so our friends at north and south have stepped up the game there so we're giving away a 25 dollars gift card to both callers well one caller will get a 50 dollars gift card and and then the the other one will get a 25 right starting in july oh so something to get excited about there that'll be starting up in july shout out to our friends at north and south seafood and smokehouse 844-770-3776, caller number six, caller number eight. Uh, you're both entered to uh, win it with Minute to Win It. You either pick me or Strofe to win Minute to Win It, and if you pick the right person, you get that $50 gift card from North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, 844-770-3776. Again, 844-770-3776, caller number six, and caller number eight. You're entered to win it at Minute to Win It, six and eight. This is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Rutledge. Hamilton is out of the office for the rest of the week. Alex Strofe is in for him, but he's not in the studio right now because we're going to play Minute to Win It, brought to you by our good friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. They have fantastic, whether it's seafood or barbecue you're looking for, whether it's DeForest, Madison, or Verona, you're going to get an amazing experience, and it doesn't matter if you're taking it out, having it catered, or dining in. It's all going to be fantastic at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Let's play Minute to Win It. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. 
This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Alrighty. So, as you said, we have no stroke in the studio today. It's me, Ryan mm-hmm. Wollersheim, along with our old friend Colin Russo, also right. in here, helping me run the board. He'll be the on show. the show with me tomorrow and Jesse Nelson. Oh, big tease there. Yep. All right. Three man weave. All right, perfect. So, today. It is game three of the NBA Finals, Jim. So I had to get an NBA topic in the show today. So I wanted to go with the last 10 teams to win the NBA Finals. So not the last 10 NBA Finals like champions, but the last overall team. So there could be multiple teams showing up on this list. But the last 10 who have won the NBA Finals. You understand where I'm coming from? Yep. All right. So... You will be playing for Katie and Wanakee today. She was calling number eight. She picked you, Jim. Alrighty. So we can go ahead once I get the timer set up and uh, start the game right now. All right. Well, we'll go with the Bucks and the, one. the Warriors. There's two. And the Lakers. There's three. Alrighty. So now that's about half the list. About right. half the la- the half past two decades. Right so there. now I start going back. I can now list other teams. Then. Yes. So, so you like can list the a heat. team. Yep. The Heat. There's four. All right. Then Cleveland. Cleveland. That's five. Alrighty. And now I start thinking a little bit more. So f- further back than this now. Who's one out west here? You got the Warriors. You got. What about uh, does Boston have a title in there? Boston does have a title. Yeah, they won in 09. Beat the Lakers. Wow, it's getting back there. So now, if we're going that far back, we can't go back to whatever. Detroit? Detroit, yep. There you go. 04. That was number seven for you there, Jim. Alrighty. Now we're digging deep, deep, deep. So Detroit. Cleveland, San Antonio, duh. San Antonio is a big one, yeah. yeah. They're right up there with the uh, the Warriors. Alrighty, now I am running tight on time here, so I'll throw out the hmm, the Rockets. Incorrect. The Rockets were not on the list. So but you got eight out of ten. Yes, you got eight out of ten. You got everyone but the Mavs. Oh, it's stupid me. And you did not get the Raptors. Twenty nineteen, Kawhi. Duh. That's, I'm I actually mad I didn't nail that list. Alrighty, I, we were thinking you might. We I was thinking. pretty close. I got, I got once I got past once. You know what? I, so here's what happened: is that when I got to Boston, I started losing my timeline there. I started going too far back. But this is Rutledge and Hamilton. It is minute to win it. Alex Strove's going to come in here in a second. He's playing ball out there, playing oh, well, with perfect. his fluttering balls. <laughs> Are you fluttering done fluttering ball. balls out there? Are we ready to play? Okay, I was standing by the window waiting for you to signal me for the last, like, five minutes. I just wrapped up. Okay. I was just explaining the I feel score. like that took a really long time. It's 3 2 well, we had Jason Wolde on. He went, you know, he's, well, gotta, he gave well, some great answers. Tell everyone, about, tell everyone how great Six. North and South Seafood and Smokehouse is. And 17 minutes up. to win it for Jim Rutledge. All right. All right. Let's party. All right. So as I said to Jim, game three of the NBA Finals are tonight. Yep. So want to get an NBA topic for a minute to win it today. So the last okay. 10 teams to win the NBA Finals. So not unique th- teams, right? Unique teams. Exactly. So they can. No, no, not unique teams. So teams can show up multiple times on this list. Not the last 10 years of NBA winners. It's what you're thinking. The, last, right, 10, the last 10 franchises to win. The unique, the last 10 unique franchises Okay, that yes, was. you were correct. Yes. I was wrong. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yes, you sorry. were. It's what you're thinking. All right, it is what you are thinking. So now we will go ahead and start your timer right now. Warriors. That is correct. Bucks. There's two. Lakers. There's three. Oh, yeah, this is going to work. It's weird. Cavaliers. There's four. Uh, let's go Heat. There's five. <laughs> um... Oh boy! You now, got 55 seconds left. Yeah, I do. Mavericks. There's six. Um, I, I just worried. I'm, I'm worried we're going too far back at this point. 
Um, we got to get into the uh, Spurs. There's seven. Okay. Uh, how far back does this go? Because there's a lot of repeats. I'm going to try it. I don't know if it's right. Pistons. That is also true. Okay. Yep. 2004. Uh, what number are they in this list? Um, I'm allowed to ask are, that, right? They're the... I don't know if you are. Uh, that's a bit of a hint, but they're the last ones on the list. Okay, that's helpful. I have eight of them right now? You have eight of them. Okay, so I'm missing two. Uh, Houston, no. Uh, Orlando, no. Atlanta, no. Seconds. Knicks, no. Nets, no. Bobcats, no, obviously. Hornets, no. Bobcats. Bulls haven't won it since. Celtics? Celtics, there you go. There's um, nine. Who is the team I'm missing? Uh, Portland, no. Sacramento, no. Clippers, no. I'm out of time. I don't know who it is. Got the me by one. I went too only, slow. Only team you forgot, 2019, the Raptors. Oh, I missed Toronto. Yep, that's the only one you got I wrong. St- I stopped going out of order after the Lakers. So you had to. So that's what I was explaining is that when I said Boston, because I didn't. Your question did give him an advantage there because by telling him that. Detroit was the back end. He could work back forward. Because, That's true. Hey, I, I asked if it was okay, and you said you said. But it, it's because regardless, he tied, and so the tie goes to the second person. Well, no, he had nine of them. Oh, I didn't no, get but that. He had eight, and that would give him. Didn't you get one after that? I got the Celtics after that. Yes, yeah, so that, that gave him nine. Oh, okay, okay. But regardless, okay. I said give it to him because regardless for the winning purposes, I didn't want to screw over the listeners. True, true. I would, can't believe I forgot the Raptors. I did too. I Both forgot the Raptors guys. in Dallas. Ah, okay. Because I got eight out of ten as well. So I didn't get picked. You did not get picked, no. Uh, so who got me? KD and Wanakee picked Jim, and Zach and Madison. Eat it, KD! <laughs> Katie. Katie. Oh, I thought he said KD. initials KD. Yeah, Kevin Durant in, in Wanakee <laughs> called in and picked Jim. I don't know where he spent his You're not endearing yourself to KD. She's the, not going to pick you again. The only Wanakee in the world. Well, it's a bad idea because she didn't win. Congrats on your tie. I didn't tie. I got nine No, of them. we just got it. That was a, a cheat there. You, we gave it to you because you had tied it. You're just a sore loser. That's no. a nine spot, pal. Nine spot. Right. Let the record show. I got nine of them. All right. He got nine of them. There you go. All right. That's, you got nine that's of fine. Them. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Congratulations to who? I'm sorry. Zach and Madison. Yeah, Zach. Nice you. shot, buddy. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.